Okay, so welcome back to episode number twenty. Damn, guys! Whoa, I know I say this every. I know I say this every episode, but this is a serious milestone now. Twenty, yo, we're almost near fifty. Next is gonna be a hundred. You know, I'm, I'm just liking the consist the consistency. You never miss a Friday, never miss a Friday, never miss a Friday. Exactly. So you're here with myself, Olu, Shuwal, Pabilo, and Daniel. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about mental health and also the stigma around mental health, especially with men. Um, and then we're going to go to the book review, which will be taken by Shuwal. So stay tuned. Oh, is it me this week? Yes, yeah, you this week. I hope you've read a book. So stay tuned and let's get started. So, mental health. I guess the first question to ask is, how are you guys doing? Is everyone okay? Ask I guess properly. That's a question that we, that's a question we <laughs> ask a lot of times. And everyone always says, no, nah, I'm good. Oh, I'm fine. I'm okay. Can you guys remember? Can you guys, because I can't remember the last time someone said to me, how are you doing? Are you okay? And I didn't say, yeah, I'm, I'm all good. How are you? I can't remember the last time. But that that's that's the that's the kind of automatic response. But let yeah, me start yeah. let, let's start with some facts. So with mental health. Yeah. You know, one in four people go have mental health issues. One in four people. One in that four. means out of the four of us, one of one of us. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so what is what is what is happening? What is what's mental what's health? Mental health? <laughs> mm. Actually, what is the definition for you guys? And, and which one of which I, one of us I, 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 which one of us has it? <laughs> no, no, no. That's 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 um, a full statement because everyone has mental health. It's like physical mm. health. It's just mm. about managing it. But I would mm. say mental health is like a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being because it's mm. all psychological and it's all emotional. And there's different types of um, when we think about mental health. So you've got like there's a spectrum when you think about mental health. It can mm. range from sort of anxiety and just uh, certain so. Some people struggle with anxiety. That could be a class as a certain level of mental health to where there's more extreme, where it could be like more life traumas, et cetera, um, or grievance of losing someone, a family member, which could then lead into more mental health issue. And then um, the way when I think of, and I think Daniel mentioned it, mental health is just the same as physical health. Um, you can, sometimes you can sprain your ankle, you can break your leg and then heal over a period of time that's same with mental health like you can go through something for a period of time um and you're able to then recover or focus in on it and then it can reach to um it can help you in terms of recovering in the later stage so it's not something that's permanent just because someone's going through a stage or mental episode issue episode doesn't mean it's mm. something that's gonna it's gonna last for the rest of their life it could just be a phase just like yeah but i think then it would be good if you can share or we can discuss what is like mild or or light level of mental health because when I think yeah. of mental health, I just think of someone. You think of a loony. I just sorry. You think of someone like who's loony or no? I just think of depression. I think of someone who okay. yeah is on is. I just think I, I think about depression, and so I always so when I when I when I hear about mental health, I think to myself, yeah, when my mind's fine. My, my I think my level of awareness is quite good, etc. But actually there's different tiers to it. So it'd be good to understand what does a mild to low level mental health look like? 
because I think I think that's, that, I think that's cause, sorry, Pete, yeah because yeah. go ahead um, yeah go ahead yeah because P when you mentioned that is you got like mood disorder is any form of sort of disorder so it could be anxiety it could be people with personality yeah. switch uh, swings so you know some people um it can be bipolar also mental illness can be sort of an eating disorder can also be classed as it or uh, substance abuse a lot of times you could say substance abuse disorder can also be driven based on mental so there's different types mm-hmm. of mental illnesses um based on different stages so it's not just about depression it can be multiple areas yeah. as well you can't, you can't. But, but that's, the, that's the extreme i want to tap into i want to tap because one of us here if not more than one of us have a mental health issue but the thing is p i don't like i would even think like 10, 15 years ago, whenever people would say, oh, that person has a mental health issue, I think it was a lot more extreme in those days because they would be like, oh, that person um, had like a, completely lost their mind or yeah. was is bipolar or schizophrenic. And I feel like 10, 15 years ago, it was a much bigger, it was a much more, like it, when whenever you heard it happen, it always seemed a lot bigger in people's minds. But now the the areas of, depression and anxiety and these these types of areas i feel like that's a lot more i think those things are a lot more becoming a lot more common and people are more willing to talk about it i don't know if beyond that are there even for me there's just two tiers but i don't know that's just my perception of it but you're talking about 15 years ago i think 15 Mm. years ago it wasn't so much uh there wasn't a lot of attention Mm. i think in the day and age that we live in now with the accessibility to people, social media, and a lot of things, mm. it's become a lot more pertinent um, and relevant in this day and age. And I see it's more about now managing your mental health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because just as our physical health, we need to stay physically healthy. With your mental health, you have to stay mentally healthy. Mm. And it's about doing the right things for you personally to ensure that your mental state is at a good level. Mm. Because with the different types of mental illness that Oli was alluding to, you know, the mood, mood disorders, anxiety, personality, psychotic, eating, trauma, mm. and substance abuse. These things can all stem from something very small that could even be beyond your control. Mm. So it could be bereavement in the family. It could be something small that add up and then it becomes, because I'm sure I, I'm sure people that have had um, significant mental health issues, it could have stemmed from something very small. And mm. over time, when you, when you don't manage it, when you don't do the necessary things to take care of it, they could fulminate and become bigger than what it could have been. Mm. And even, you know, in corporates and working environments, there is a lot more, a lot more emphasis and focus on mental health. Mm. My company in December, we signed the mental health act pledge Mm. and um, it's something in, in the city that companies are doing, but even at work, I'm a first aider, but something that we've introduced are mental health first aiders because not every first aid issue at work is relating to an injury or an accident. Sometimes someone could be having a breakdown. Mm. So you need the people with the necessary skills to understand what's going on and how they can help that person. They're not experts, but they at least are an intermediary step to help understand or to understand and and see the signs and symptoms of someone who's going through something. Because even amongst our friends, sometimes the way we might act or respond to people being snappy could be a sign of they're going through something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We could ask, I don't want to say names or anything, but we could ask, you know, Tim, you know, or oh, Tim, why didn't you just do that? And then he responds and all snappy and thinking, but wait, Tim, this is out of character. This isn't mm-hmm. your usual self. Mm-hmm. Is everything all right? 
because sometimes we spot the signs but we don't we don't delve in to ask is everything okay we just take it being, oh let's have it an off day it's all right they'll be back to normal tomorrow mm-hmm. but sometimes those are the signs that something is up um and, and substance as well substance in a, is also a in, big way of noticing yeah, substance. Where, because some people use it as coping mechanisms and it's yeah it's substance is also yeah mm. yeah and and I, I maybe we can touch on this uh, later in the episode is uh, i'm not sure if you've seen there was a kind of a conversation uh, i've forgotten the name of that the, is that the royal team talk or something and it was prince william thierry Henry, danny rose peter crouch yeah i saw the advert uh, jermaine genus and it was a conversation and some normal regulars who've battled some mental health problems in the past. Mm. And they're talking about their issues they've faced in their lifetime. You know, mm. Peter Crouch talks about how he, when he was younger, you know, he's asked his dad, I want to be a footballer, but why don't any of them look like me? And even when he started playing football, the chants that were said about him mm. and his parents in the crowd, he's thinking, oh, I don't want them to hear that. Mm. Danny Rose talks about, oh, when he wanted to transfer last season, the club said, oh yeah, we know you're interested. Can, can you come in? to make sure you're okay, you're not crazy. And they said that to him. He didn't disclose the club. But these yeah. are things people go through, even celebrity in the limelight. Um, and Tia Henry said, you know, he probably did have something, but he didn't even know at the time. Mm. But these are things that everyone goes through. And it's not just about recognising it, but also how do you deal with it? How do you cope with it? How do you, who do you talk to? And what do you say? And, and those coping mechanisms. But you know, you, and I think it's good that you raised that discussion about celebrities talking about it now, because I think... Um, how do you how how do you guys see the perception of mental health and how it's changed over the last few years? Because it's becoming more to the forefront mm-hmm. and more people are openly talking about it. Um, and then the statistics of the amount of people getting depressed, the amount of people with anxiety, also seems to be going up. And I always question: is it is it actually the number of people are is increasing, or is it just people are becoming more aware and the conversations become more open now? I think, um, Shiwa, on that point, is people are becoming more aware mm. of it. I think it's been the same. Um, coming from an African Nigerian household, mm. mental health is not something that's discussed. Yeah, it it doesn't exist in in certain aspects of it, and it's is it's strange because you know people within your family that you're like, okay, something that person's going through something, mm. but it feels like there's always an undertone of we don't talk about mental health. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not something that's addressed or yeah. and I'm not sure if you see that in your same in your culture as well, mm-hmm. where you feel like mental health is not something that's discussed mm-hmm. per se. Like your parents don't sit you down and say, Okay, depression is something that happens in life or yeah, people yeah, go yeah. through it. Yeah, How yeah. do you cope with it? Deal with it. It's yeah. just something never really discussed. Yeah. I'm not sure what do you guys do you feel like it's something mentioned in your culture or for for me growing up in uh so when I was growing up, my dad as as an example, was someone who I'd never seen cry ever. Like he was always, always a typical father figure, strong, like boys don't cry kind of mentality. Don't cry, let's deal with it, blah, blah, blah. And then a couple of years ago, after he had his stroke, it completely rebalanced his emotions. And after his stroke, I've seen him cry probably a hundred times. So at first, when I the first time I saw him cry, it was really difficult for me because I was thinking, oh my God, here's, I've never seen my dad cry before. But here's this man who typically didn't show his emotions. And now he's become the opposite, where he shows his emotions all the time. Um, and I think with after his stroke, that kind of made me realize that... Because if I think there's probably times after his stroke where he looks like he's gone into kind of depression or his whole life has been rebalanced from being the main provider of the family to now being reliant on everyone else. 
and there's been times where I've had conversations with him and I was like, dad, are you okay? Cause you don't seem okay. Cause every time I ask you how's things, you just look like you're about to kind of cry. And I'm not used to seeing you like that. And it's very, very tough, very tough to get him to really open up about why things are not okay. And it really takes persistent questioning, asking him all the, all the time, like, are you cool? Are you cool? And then after the 10th time, he eventually tells me what's, what's really, what's really up. And I've, and I've, and I've had this conversation with him about, mental health and how why don't you speak to a therapist and everything and he would always tell me no i'm cool i don't need that mm. i don't need that like I, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with me and what i was trying to tell him is you don't necessarily need to have something wrong with you you just want to you just want to improve you don't need to be yeah. broken you just want to get better yeah and i think this is culturally something that of his generation is very tough to get through and i actually like, i'm happy to share i i found him a therapist to talk to i think last year about 18 months ago and when he went to the therapist he basically told her everything was cool. Like, I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to, like, I do. The therapist asked him, um, yeah, so you like, uh, different cloth. Oh, is yeah, that what he said? He, 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 yeah, so, my, so I was like, I was like, Dad, if, you, if, you, if, I, if I find you, if I find you to talk, if I find you someone to talk to, I want you to go in there because mm. it's only going to be as good as you give. So make sure you're open to them and everything. And I've seen oh, you sure. get emotional about this. Need to talk to them. And then he went, and after one session, he came back. He was like, yeah, it's cool. I don't need to go anymore. I called up the therapist, and I wanted to ask her, okay, so how did it go? But because of the client, she couldn't, she couldn't tell me anything. So I was like, all right, cool. And then when I was telling my dad, so do you want to see her again? He's like, no, no, I don't need it. I think, and I you think, know the about that is, is that's not all the price. I think any one of our, any one of our parents or whatever, if they were to go and speak to someone yeah. in our culture, it's, yeah. we have that saying where family problem stays within. You don't share. You don't share. You don't oh share. My God. Oh my God. And it's, it's like, if you have a problem, yeah. keep it inside or speak to your family. It doesn't yeah, feel yeah, 100%. I can imagine yeah. your dad going oh there and saying, God. and saying something like, I don't know why she was some year. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. I yeah, think, do you know the funniest thing is the funniest thing is my mum before he sorry people just one last point before he went my mum said to me sure this is a complete waste of time your dad's not going to tell that lady anything and I was like now nah, like, I've talked to him we're going to make the most of it and then he came back and he was like I'm cool <laughs> I understand uh, yeah but yeah Olu, just to echo on your point um, so I think there's certainly a lack of education in the Afro-Caribbean society around mental health because it's something which is looked down upon uh, if, mm. if any one of us today or, or any point in time stood up and opened up around we have so let's say for example if i if i stood out and said i have a mental health issue one people would be surprised because of maybe the the, the sort of persona that you you give off uh, prior to mm. that but two then as a, as a as an individual you would think people are now going to take me as kind of like a Week or something, week or a charity case. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's something that we, we need more education around around that. It's just like uh, physical exercise, and it's something mm -hmm. which is it's a muscle that you want to improve and and, and strengthen. And mm. well, everything was funny. I just quickly. So I actually, I actually went for my I actually went for my first therapy session last week, mm. and it was more around actually how do I tap into more of my potential. That's kind of the overarching theme or going into the going into the session but in order in order and so what sure everything sure said was was really gold because the therapist the, the therapist session is only as good as you give and so we actually explored uh childhood we explored we wanted to tap into areas where 
I could, she could give me something to reflect on and I could share how, how do I, how do I unleash myself further and continue to propel myself uh, to, to be better, to be greater. And we all, we all, we all have, it, it's about, I think it's really about when it comes to this topic of mental health, you need to have an outlet where you can actually openly share and discuss. Maybe, maybe it's a, it's a friend or it's, it's, it's someone who's independent, but there is so much um, good and benefit that comes from being able just to talk and express something you may not want to share with your mum or may not want to share with your father. And Oli, when you, when you mm. spoke about uh, growing up in the house, everything, if you have a family problem, it stays within the house. Like this is, I don't know, every Afro-Caribbean, Afro-Caribbean person has actually heard this. So it's, um, yeah, so yeah but I think, well. do, you, do you guys think, um, do you guys think you know enough about mental health? So, Let's say, for example, one of us was to say, hey, I'm going through uh, some issue, mental health issue. Do you guys feel like you know enough to support that person or you feel like you're even educated enough about the topic? Because I think I can hold my hands up and say for the last probably 25 years of my life, I did not know anything about mental health. I, you hear about it here and there, but you just looked at it like it doesn't impact me. It doesn't impact my life. I've, n- I don't know anything about it until sort of recently I started sort of educating myself about it. Um, mm. especially when I moved back to, to London and I was looking for a job and I wasn't able to find one at that particular time. I remember I went through a low spell, if you want to call it that, where mm. you sort yeah, of yeah. felt like, okay, do I know my t- identity? I'd place so much value in work. And when I was looking for a job and it wasn't going as I initially thought it would go, I thought I was going to come back, snapped up like that quick. And when it didn't, I went for a period where I was like finding myself sleeping quite a lot of the day and not feeling yeah, like yeah, yeah. excited and happy to wake up. And I said to myself, Bro, okay, is... what is, yeah. what is driving this? What is the reason? What is, yeah. so that's when sort of I started and then get coming into interactions with friends and stuff like that then you realize that other people might have been going through mental health issues and then you start to educate yourself about it but still i personally feel like i'm just scratching the surface i don't know and and i'm just wondering how do you guys gain knowledge do you think you even know about the space it'll be good to know Mm. can i I just say something oh you see there um and this 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 maybe should be something discussed offline but you spoke about that period where like I felt, I felt that period, but I didn't ask you about how are you feeling. But I felt like mm. I personally felt like um, Olu's not moving f- like as fast and as aggressive as he usually does. But mm. he's, but I know he will, I know he will get himself together and and, and push on again. So it's it's mm. interesting that you said that because now it's it's like again coming it it it's, it comes into this point of like. I maybe didn't approach you and say, yo, like, cause I, I'm, I don't want to feel like, I didn't want to approach you and be like, with the intention of saying, Olu, you cool, like what's going on? You're right. I'm going to talk to you like you're always on top. Mm. But I felt as if maybe it's kind of slowing down a little bit. Like what's his next play? What's his next move? I'm not really hearing like big plays from Olu, like I usually hear. Yeah. Mm. And, and I think it's, I think you're talking about the space where you just mentioned now. And I, and I believe I felt that even from, even from Switzerland. And so the thing is, it's, it's like, we're not, we, we're just not, um, we're just not tackling that that space as individuals, as friends, as people that you know. Like if we are, if we raise the level of awareness and education around mental health and the fact that any one of our of our associates or friends, no matter how 
strong uh, they are, or we believe they are, they can always find themselves in a period where when you feel it, you need to tap into that space. And so what I did is I denied it. So I said, I haven't heard a big play from Olu. I haven't heard a big move, but I know he's going to come with me. He's going to come at some point. So, mm-hmm. so it's, 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 to answer, go back to your first point, uh, there is certainly isn't enough education around, around this. And I think it's also the level of comfort. It may not have been, I, I don't know if I would have been comfortable coming to you with the intention of your, Olu, you know, what's going on? What are you saying? Or how, how do you know what I'm trying to say? It's more like, what's the move? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. What's the play? <laughs> but I think I think like you know only your question about do you guys think you know how to like solve mental health or do you know enough about it? Sometimes I think it's as simple as just having a conversation and just yeah. listening, just listening to to the other person because a lot of these things like depression, anxiety, substance abuse, whatever, a lot of it stems from a particular situation or emotion or something someone's going through, and unless you have a conversation about it, it's very difficult to. Mm-hmm to um to to really understand to to progress and i think that so there's someone who's very very close to me who i think i mentioned it a few episodes ago who for years whenever i'd asked them i thought something was going wrong or something wasn't right and then every time i'd ask them why oh, is everything cool they're like yeah yeah no it's all good it's all fine it's all fine and they kept telling me this and then after two years they've got themselves into a really big hole and then it was only after two years where i decided instead of continually questioning them maybe i'll just take a step back and say okay look um whenever you need help just reach out to me i'll always kind of be there but i'm not going to continue to keep asking you because i feel like i'm just adding pressure to you and it was only once i took that different approach that they opened up and explained to me about what they were really going through and how they were really feeling and then i was able to help them to the point where i changed my relationship with them and then we were able to just continue to build from then it got a lot better and i had to really change my approach so i think sometimes sometimes it's important to know what the symptoms are and everything but just being able to listen and take the approach with the person who's going through whatever they're going through is the, the bit that can make a big difference let me ask a quick question let me ask a question going back to that going back to the point you mentioned is during that time where you felt as if um you wasn't living up to your, your potential let's let's call it that did you did you did you did you reach out did you reach out to people to to discuss or did you kind of, what, what, what was your mode of action? So the thing about it was, obviously it was two things that happened at the same time. So it was looking for the job at the same yeah. time and coming back and saying, okay, what am I going to do? It not going to my ideal plan or my expectation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was in a car accident as well with the bike, oh, yeah. um, the bicycle yeah, at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those yeah, two yeah. impacting at the same yeah. time, was like, okay, not knowing what's going to go happen with the car accident mm. and the, um, the push bike and yeah. everything. And and also with the job thing was the point where it was just like, oh, well, shoot, everything, yeah, is just, yeah, yeah. everything is happening at the same yeah. time. And then moving back home, per se, from traveling mm. before moving to my apartment, moving back home, all of those things happening yeah, at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it was one of those things that um, did I reach out so my mom was good with uh, in a certain aspect, but she came from the parent aspect mm. of it, where it was, have you prayed? Have you spoken to God? <laughs> like the religious, which was one ele- element, which was one element yeah. of it, which helped. I mean, that's, um, that's, second yeah. aspect of it was, uh, a, point, a part of me was like, look, Oli, you can worry about all these different situations, mm. yeah? Or you can try and still enjoy life and interact. So Deshaun, one of my close friends, mm. helped me, get out of my sort of rhythm. So every morning we would go to the gym mm. at like 7am mm. nice. and we'll spend two hours in the gym. 
And it got me then, because I think what happens is when people go through, and I obviously I'm not saying that mine is an extreme mm. version mm. of depression. Like I honestly stand out here and say for the listeners, I haven't gone through as much as so many people out there. Mm. And I'm not trying to discredit what so many people have gone through more life things than me. The job issue and the the car accident is nothing in comparison to what some other people are being through. So I'm not doing a comparison there and just saying. Yeah, but but sometimes but, so it's not even about doing a comparison. Sometimes these can be big for you. I'm not saying you're a small person, but sometimes these things can be big for a person. Mm. So, yeah, no, I understand so that, but I also understand that, is... that something small to someone else might be big to someone else. Everyone's, I agree, but then I also giants. I also take look into no, it and say that no, people I, go through so much. I, I know, but I'm also yeah. trying to say don't discredit what you're going through to think it was just nothing because at mm. the time. No, I don't think yeah. it was nothing. Mm. I think it was big for me. It's just more saying for the listeners that I'm not saying that my solution and how it worked for me mm. is going to work from someone else who might be going through something more extreme. But just one, one question, Oli. You know, you, you, let me just finish. Oh, yeah, sorry, so, yeah. um, so in that aspect, it was just by me not isolating myself yeah. and interacting and going out with um, Deshaun to the gym, mm. that helped me through that period of time. And it's crazy because a lot of people might have felt it, not that many people truly stopped and spoke about it. Mm. But after I found myself like much better, if you want to say that in terms of, I stopped sort of thinking about a car accident every single day. Like mm. I'd got away from that and I started saying, okay, what's my next plan in terms of job, whatever. Mm. Then, okay. In my apartment, evicting the person getting like, after I started sorting everything out per se, I was able to see complete change. And then people spoke to me like, Oh, I didn't know you were going through that or I saw something <laughs> was different, but yeah. I didn't think it was that extreme. Mm. So for me, my thing was just not isolating myself. Yeah. And whatever I felt like I needed, being able to get that from someone. So reaching out to the show and, hey, you're going to gym. Mm. Let me catch up with you, forcing myself to get up early to go mm. to the gym so that I can actually go through the day rhythm versus just sleeping all day yeah yeah and just because a question i had was when you reached out with to your friend deshaun for example did did you explain to him what you're going through it was just the process no. of oh let's just go gym no. together and i think that's part of the stigma and the ego and whatever i didn't call him yeah, and say yeah, yeah. i'm going through uh i think he knew because on the journey i would always talk about a car accident <laughs> or whatever so i think mm. he probably was like he knew sort of mm. but it wasn't something i'm maybe that's not what i needed maybe i didn't need someone to be like oh Hey, how you like? I don't know. I, oh, maybe I'm just thinking I don't need it because I've naturally not received it in that way. Mm-hmm. So I've just mm-hmm. actually, uh, yeah, accustomed to. But it. I think I think as individuals, we should we should be aware of telltale signs. You know, some they're always you know fortunately this didn't end in a bad way, but I'm sure we all know of someone, you know, relatively close to us or from afar that have been tragic, tragically taken their life, and I'm sure. You can most people can probably say, "Oh, there been there were signs of something," but I never really questioned it, mm. or I never delved in, or I never asked them, because it's usually um, like what Shua was saying earlier about with the conversation with his dad. The first few times, like, "How are you doing? I'm good." The no, second time, "How are you really doing? Mm. I'm good." And it's usually, I think, they say on the third time, someone would really open up because they see there's a genuine care. Mm. 
because the first the automatic response is, oh like mm-hmm. you see someone oh how, how's it going yeah things are all good yeah, yeah i'm doing well how are you <laughs> i mean things are all, how are you but it's usually when you ask no, you know, very, if you look, it's a very good tip it's a very good tip actually if you look at them in the eye and say you know how are you doing they say no how are you really doing <laughs> and then but not in not in uh in a kind of forceful way but it's usually then people start to open up and start to say things and it's sometimes it's coming from an honest uh, place of understanding and even an ear to listen yeah. because often people don't have time to listen to others or people don't have time to speak to someone in the way they would like to mm-hmm. and it's not always having compassion but having empathy and mm-hmm. understanding and just listen to them to see what they're going through and daniel in that because, aspect i i would put my hand up and say that's an area that i struggle with because no, and i think a lot yeah. of people need to talk about, like the struggle about it because yeah. i can say okay i want to listen to what's like what you're going through and everything my automatically inclination or my natural inclination is to try and find a solution. Like I'm always, my mind, and I've realized over time that that's not the right way to deal with people going through life issues or mental illness is I would always try and be like, okay, so how can we sort this out? How can we resolve it? (laughs) Friends, I'll be like, yo, so you're going through this. Okay. I understand you're going through this low. You can't find this job or whatever, et cetera. Okay. Okay. How I'm always like, What's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan? That's how my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You realize that that's so, not uh, the right that's... way. I need to hold my hand up and say, like, sometimes that's just not the right thing to do. And I'm not mm. good at it. So I just want to know from you guys what you guys do, because that's mm. something I'm not good at when it comes to someone needing me. I'm always mm. sort of trying to find a solution when I don't personally feel mm. like that's what the person needs. The thing is, I, I, I'm, I I'm, I'm exactly the same. I don't. I, I like, I think maybe by design, I avoid because I. I'm a, like, I try to cultivate, uh, say, always a positive experience and always uplifting, inspiring. If when we talk, it's about what's the next play, what we do, what we doing now. But, but, that, but that's not always a good thing. I know, I know, but that's what I I'm saying. It's, it's, I agree with you, I totally agree. What's the play? What's the move, right? And I would rather spend three hours talking about that. Um, but this, this, this conversation and also the therapy last, last week has helped me to understand that we should perhaps, not perhaps, we should spend more time um, tapping into emotions, feelings, um, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, but then it's also you know it's also a lot to do with. I also don't want to don't want to like in, encroach on your space. If I ask Olu, you know, I don't want to say too much. Like, how how are you? How's your mum? How's your, like you know? It's a, it's like um, I don't know. Maybe it's just the level of comfort. That's when you do it. The 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 better you will be at it. But at the moment, at this moment in time. But that's where it goes back to our previous episode when talking about maintaining friendships. You do need those friends around you where you can really talk to. Mm. Um, you, that's why you need like strong, solid friendships that not acquaintances, but ones who generally do care about you to speak to. Mm. Because you find yourself in a situation where people won't necessarily want to listen to you or people want to know for the sake of knowing, but not necessarily have intentions to help you. Mm. And these, yeah. these, these also just to go back up. These things can stem from something very small. Something that was in the news lately was um, was it the Game of Thrones act, Game of Thrones act, Game of Thrones actor? I don't what Game of Thrones, but who played Jon Snow? I think it was. Is Kier it Kier Kier Harrison? Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know he went. He's he's got, he's currently checked himself into uh, a facility to of a wellness facility, mm. and it's not even necessarily bad things that can happen to you that can um, start this spiral, but it's things that happen that may come to an end. I think this stemmed from the um, film in the last episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah, and it's emotional, you know, you've been, you've been with it for eight years and all of these things. 
Yeah. yeah. And Dan, the other thing I had yeah. to point is that it's, 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 it's very much uh, like for us now, or for, let's say for myself and Olu, because we've just spoken about how we don't do it enough. It's very much uncharted territory. And it's also a lot to do with, it's not, uh, it's not our identity. So, so after this call, for example, Daniel, let's have a conversation about each other's feeling. It's, it's going to be quite, okay, it's the first call, but what, it's like, I always feel, maybe I mean Olu, is, is we shouldn't necessarily feel bad at the fact that we're not doing it. Maybe it's also, maybe it's a case of sometimes referring somebody we're talking to, to speak to somebody else or providing advice around the area. Mm. But, to, but to put the pressure on ourselves to say, okay, let's now become the person who is a champion for mental health for others, maybe that's not necessarily the case or the solution. No, I'll just on a few of those points. Going back to where Olu was saying about um, the, the feedback that uh, Game of Thrones received, we don't understand the power of social media. I'm not saying we we do it, but there are people that are younger, or just people that put hateful comments to people's posts. Mm. And you know whether they're celebrity or got 500 followers or 500,000, I'm sure they see some of these comments. And to be honest, then then they're not nice. It's not nice to see because yeah, you might think, oh, they they brush it off their shoulder, but really and truly, I'm sure at some point it actually touches them and they do feel that that post. Probably. So we've got to be careful in our words and what we say when, to other people. When we, when we, we blow up, when we blow up, I'm disabling my comments. I'm not seeing <laughs> anything. Yeah, yeah, no, for example, it's, it's, it's true. No, because it's even true. it's even like even even like, even like Lukaku, like he mm. um on his comments, I think you can also limit your comments just to close friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So do you feel like Walker? Feel Walker yeah, doesn't have you... any social media because no, no. if he had social media, oh yeah, because even on some on, on some some cases people disable comments, so you can't actually comment on a post on a post, or you can only allow your close friends to comment. So you'll see like on Lukaku that he only has like five comments. You're thinking, wow, someone with millions of followers only got five comments, but you try and try and comment on it, it won't let you. So. They're, they're getting smarter and understanding it of, of these things. But one thing I was going to add is we spoke about culture and mental health. Do you also feel that it's a negative connotation, especially when it comes to men? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't We probably haven't got enough time to, to delve into it, but yeah, I, I, also, it's, I, also, it's I also feel that when it's, a, when, when, when it's a man, and it also goes back to the episode on toxic masculinity, you know, when Terry Crews was talking about how he opened up, Sometimes as a man, you feel that you have to be, you know, the traditional man. You can't talk about your feelings. You can't do this. You can't do that. So when it comes to a place of vulnerability and wanting to open up, you can be perceived as, or you think you're going to be perceived as a lesser person and someone who is going through these issues. And, you know, as uh, P was saying, like, you don't want to become like a charity case or there's a pity party, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Daniel totally agree as it there's the stigma I think for me is it comes one from culture and then secondly by sometimes je- or by gender so being a guy I think a lot of times you have to have this strong facade everything has to always be okay and I think um, not generalizing but most guys in certain cases don't really talk about emotions it's not I don't really I can't remember the last time I've had a conversation with my boys and really being like okay so how you feeling but this yeah. is this is the point i'm saying now i'm starting to think as we're talking that maybe that's not the solution maybe it's a case of what i should sort of we could we could touch on the topic and say oh look it's best if you speak with x y and z right because i don't know if we're now if we're now putting unnecessary pressure on ourselves to now me and you all now have to talk about each other's feelings and that's not that's not how you are i think it's two areas of it yeah because I've, I have friends, male friends who 
I've seen them go through like a low period, the era of depression. Mm. And we might not have had conversations specifically about how they feel. And it might be like, okay, hey, I might look to do therapy. So like, P, you saying that you've taken your first session of therapy, that's going to motivate so many people to say, you know what, maybe I should talk to someone. So Mm. by living an example and say, yo, I'm going to go and talk to someone, Mm. that could also lead to someone else talking. Mm. So I've always wanted to speak to a therapist just in terms of similar to you like how do you understand yourself so that you can tap and grow and sort of um, grow your mind grow the way you analyze things and looking at i see a lot of successful people normally have therapists to sort of break things down and how they think yeah like for billions (laughs) (laughs) but i think there's also an element of it where you've got to be careful that you're not deferring your responsibility as a friend because mm. it could sometimes come across as which i've seen where i'm like oh go and speak to a therapist and people are like oh no you're trying to take mm. away accountability for listening and understanding and you're yeah. just trying to defer me to a therapist so you've got to be careful about how you do it um but you also need to be honest and open and say look i don't have the answers i don't i don't know what you truly need right now mm. what i can provide you is my friendship so a lot of people guys that i know that are going through stuff maybe I'm not talking about sort of how they're feeling. I try to, okay, why don't you come over to mine? We'll watch the football and grab a beer or something like that. And just mm. try and have some sort of normality away from mm. like life and the world and all the pressures that you might be thinking about. That's my way of sort of trying to help. But I know personally, I'm not an expert and I'm not good at this. So, But, but I think, Olu, you know how, like, for example, you shared what you went through. I'm sure that if people are listening to this podcast that know you, they'll take a lot of strength from that because I think it comes from just sharing the experiences that you've been through because then if you know someone is going through or has gone through something similar, then they're more inclined to want to talk about it. And also sometimes what P was saying, asking your friends, oh yeah, so like, are you really, really doing okay? Sometimes during those moments, people actually don't want to open up. But if during that time you tell them, look, whenever anything is up, I'm here, like just call me anytime, then I think that, when people do go through it, they'll realize like, oh, actually, I remember that person said this, so let me just call them. Like for me personally, what I try to do is if I'm going through a period where there's like a big decision that I need to make or there's something that is, I'm just in an indecisive period, then what I love doing is calling people in my life and asking them, okay, this is a situation, what would you do? Now, I don't know if that's, on one hand, you could see that as kind of, therapeutic because i'm sharing with them what my problem is and then they're hearing my problem and telling me what they would do in their shoes so for me sharing that with people helps my own well-being because it doesn't feel like it's weighing me down as much and i can also get another opinion on certain situations so sometimes it's down to the individual to identify the people who they want to share it with and then just share it in a way that you don't necessarily need to say look i'm depressed i'm going through this i'm going through that but like look this is what i'm going through i'm kind of at a crossroads now what what would you what would you recommend so it's down to you to also identify the people and open up to them at least to a certain extent for them to try and help you sure so what thing i'm so if you were talking yeah, yeah. Go, on. go on i just know i just wanted to actually add just because we, we spoke about it is that i can't stress how so I was I had, I had mixed emotions. I was quite apprehensive going into the. This I'm talking about the therapy. Uh, I had the therapy uh, session I had last week. Last week I was actually quite anxious going into it because because 
Oli, to your point, when you speak about, I, I know, I knew I was going to have to share things about my childhood uh, and what I perceived growing up to help her understand what parts we can kind of unlock to, put, to mm. give myself more value. And that is like, just, just having that on the tip of your tongue and explaining it is very awkward. But I can't stress the level of clarity and the value after we had spoken for two hours to the point where, and I spoke to Shuel, this is something which um, needs to happen on a more regular basis. It's it's about having an outlet, perhaps an independent person where you can actually just share anything that comes to your mind without having to hold your tongue back. Mm. This is really powerful. And I think I remember when I was having a conversation with my dad, uh, trying to convince him to go see a therapist. And he's like, no, nah, I'm cool. Exactly. It's like, you don't, because his, his default answer was always, but there's nothing wrong with me. But then it, there's people like presidents, CEOs, all of these people, they have therapists or counselors or people or coaches to help them improve their mental health. Because as Daniel was saying at the beginning, it's a muscle. It's something that if you're not practicing it, things can go wrong. You can trip up and things can start to decline. So I think, um, I think you sharing your story, Pete, will actually push people to inspire to others. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, on that topic, I've actually got a, a, a session booked with the the same lady that Pete spoke to as well. So I'm actually looking forward to the to the conversation. And again, it's just I'm sure there's aspects of my life that I've never tapped into or something, but there's there's always room for improvement. So I'm really looking forward to it. And how easy was it for you guys to find um, a therapist to talk to? This one came kind of recommended, so I think if someone can recommend someone who's been mm. who's been good, then that that makes it easy. I think if I just plug into Google, I'd have no idea how to look. I guess because a lot of people, I guess the, the the I think we are fortunate and blessed to have obviously resources mm. to to be able to afford um, therapists. I just feel like I just maybe me. I just don't know where to start mm. if I didn't have resources to to speak to a therapist so i'm not sure does anyone know what the process is if you wanted to speak to someone and you might not have the funds per se oh, i have no idea i would assume maybe there's like these helplines and stuff that you can call and talk to um but this is something that I actually it's not know. it is it's getting it out you need to get it out from the head to, out of the mouth it's th- that's mm-hmm. that's so um obviously paid therapist perhaps has more value because they have more experience but i think mm. i think I know this is sound. I know this might sound crazy, but even just looking at yourself in the mirror and saying verbally what you think yeah. your issue is can be the <laughs> really help because we keep yeah. it all in our heads, and then you can perhaps maybe revert to a hotline and then revert to a friend or someone who uh, is completely independent, um, and then go from there. But we need to we need to verbalize and communicate what problem we're having because. Hmm. I, I, one thing I was realizing, you know, it's funny. I, 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 you guys, will, you guys will find this. Oh, you will find this funny based on what you said earlier. I found myself telling this therapist things whereby I know if my brothers and my mother and my father was in the room, they'll be thinking, "What are you doing, <laughs> telling this? Thing you don't know about what you think this was like or that was like. Are you crazy?" And the thing about it, and yeah. so, but it's getting it out. Like once. Yeah. Once you once you're once you're communicating and you're, and you're in that flow, it, it brings you so much more power. And I and after the call, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was rocked. I was walking around. I was walking around the apartment, and Lauren was and Lauren was saying to me, "Are you okay?" I said, "I just need ten minutes. Just give me ten minutes. I'm just <laughs> trying to just." <laughs> and and um, yeah. so, so I've obviously I'm, I'm back here back in London now. And I said to my, I spoke to my mom and I said to her, 
I had this therapy session last week. It was, it was, I can't put it into words how great it was. Yeah. And the first, and yeah. I was saying to her, because we, we spoke a lot about <laughs> life today, uh, what it's been like for the last seven years working, what, what the goal is moving forward. How do I unlock myself further to get there? And then we tapped mm-hmm. into childhood. My mom, so, so, and I said, I'll talk to you more about it when Ishmael comes home so we can discuss it as a family. She goes, she go, what were you saying? <laughs> Your mom was like, what did you say about me? Like, what did you say about me? I said, mom, trust me, it's not, I just, I just said, and then we tried to move, I tried to move on to another topic. She was like, no, nah, come on, come on, what were you saying? Like, it's, 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 um, it's uh, yeah, it needs, to, it, we should, it, it's okay to, it has to be okay for us to talk about Things which we think are close to us and dear to us to other people. It has to be. Otherwise, exactly. you're holding... It's a missed opportunity. That's what I'd say. And, and just on my point, um, if you go to... Um, for the listeners, if you go to www.nhs.uk, they there are um, um, services available where they give you free therapy sessions. So without even you needing to be referred from a GP. So if it comes to a stage where it's more extreme, you can obviously reach out to your GP and speak to them they can do i guess an evaluation and see if they need to refer you to like a therapist otherwise there are some that give like a free first session um also there are some charities that you can find online so definitely google some charities to provide services available for people so obviously leverage the people that you have around you but if you don't feel comfortable to talk to them please 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 seek professional advice Okay, no, this is very, this has been an insightful conversation. I think we've got to even understand and know each other a little bit better and seen areas of improvement around each and every one of us. Um, And just to get ripping away those like stigmas around culture and being a guy and just really checking in on each other to see what, okay. So let's switch now to the book review by Shuel. You ready? Did you quickly read your book during the I pulled this absolutely out the bag okay. this one in the three seconds oh, I had to think about let, it. Let's, let's see if this shows in your review. All right, cool. So the book that I'm talking to you about today isn't actually a book. You know it's called book recommendation. Yeah, all right, hold, book on, hold, recommendation. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't, 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 don't. Jump to conclusions. So, what I'm going to be talking to you about today is this this here, but and it's actually categorized more as a journal rather than. Well, I'm, I'm logging off. I'm out. See, that's your own personal journal. This your journal. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, so okay, this, so this 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 book is called the six the six minute diary, and it's by a company called Create Your Best Self. Now, it's not just pages to write in there is actually in the first probably third of the the journal it has a book and it tells you about the benefits of um preparing for your day affirmations wait once once so one second p's got a question are there pictures no 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 pictures pictures. um but why why i love about this right is because it's called the six minute diary and i think we talk about we've spoken about about in morning routines and also in the evening before preparing yourself writing down things that you're grateful for in terms of appreciating the things around you 
Um, and also for me personally, I love a good quote because if I get, and Daniel, probably you're, you're the same. If, if I hear a good quote, it can actually set me up really well oh, for the day. For the day. Now, the reason why, I thought you only used it for your Instagram post. So it's actually useful. No, no, no. And then I can, use it for, I can use it for that as well. I can use it for that as well. So it's a double whammy. Um, but what, what, I love, what I love about this, um, this book is, it, first of all, it explains why your habits and why journaling every day can, can really kind of help frame your, frame your day properly but all it takes is six minutes where you spend three minutes in the morning um and three minutes in the evening so you start off the day basically writing down three things you're grateful for how you'll make today great so basically the key items that you need to do and then a positive affirmation then at the end of the day you can really reflect and figure out okay what was my one good deed for the day how you would improve and then three things that you experience now what's beautiful about this book is because i've been using it now for probably six months when I look back and I reflect about certain periods of my life where maybe things were going really good or other periods where things were going really bad, it's a nice way for me to go back and reflect and also see the journey that I've been on for the year. Um, and the biggest thing actually that I do like about it is at the end of every week, it gives you different questions that you should really sit and think about that you can also journal as well. So if I give you an example of what I had to talk about last week. So... The question that I asked was, think of a goal you've recently accomplished in your life. What obstacles did you overcome on the way? And why did you set this goal in the first place? Um, another question was, are you someone you would like to spend the rest of your life with? Explain why or not. Ooh, now, what I like about this is... I like that question. Imagine on a Sunday, you've gone through your week and you're just sat down and you're reflecting about the week that you're you're going through. And this really, this isn't a book that just focuses on the the brighter side of life it really makes you question things that have gone wrong or things that you're not happy about on yourself and how you can change them for the better so this is a book that after i've recommended it to people and they've seen how i've been using it they have bought it so i think i've, I've calculated they've probably been able to sell 20 copies of this and actually the company itself if you check their instagram page called at create your best self they sent me a couple of copies a few months ago to give away via instagram which i haven't got around to doing um, but I will do soon. So, what do you want to do? What the first? the first ten. This opportunity for yeah, the first ten people that uh, comment the name of the book get get a free copy. Yeah, that's that's nah. what I was planning on doing. But I need to make. Nah, the I think I, I think I think you need to be following, tag a friend, get them to follow. Exactly. That's then... that's probably what I'm going to do. That's probably what I'm going to do. So, but actually, maybe I can do a competition because they gave me two copies. I'll do one via our Take Flight podcast page, and then one via my personal one. So, it goes. so just so just just as a personal experience, um, so I live and die by I live and die by what I what I've created for myself called a success planner, and it's very much similar to what um Shawel has described in what is in the book journal that he uses. It's effectively a framework which has similar points. It's the you know what are you what are you grateful for? What's your affirmation? Uh, what are your key KPIs? And uh, what are your successes for the day? Your weaknesses, things to improve on, and I just find that. Um, whereas it, I just find it's it's such a important tool to help you throughout your days and also your weeks and months and also years because it's it's um, you need, I think I think the, the, there's so much power in writing mm. and 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 just getting your thoughts on paper and I think it gives you an opportunity each day and it sounds it sounds like something which maybe for the listeners quite monotonous. Um, I don't really want to, you know, but it's literally you're spending a few minutes just to jot down what's on top of your mind, 
Um, and you're kind of, it's kind of like a script. You're just scribbling. You're really kind of just scribbling out and you're sketching a thought and a process. So I think it's something which um, if you don't have the journal, you can still do um, with a piece of paper. And I think it's talking about what we uh, mentioned before about mental, mental health. Sometimes it's good just to just jot down mm. your emotions and what you're actually going, because this is something I want to start. So it's good actually that you mentioned this. So this is what I want to start is really writing down a journal of what I'm grateful for, like you mm. mentioned, but also in, more importantly, like, what am I feeling? What am I going? Cause I think so many yeah, times yeah, yeah. we're caught up in having such a busy life. So much is going on. We don't actually stop to, to just really express and go through our feelings and emotions. So I think that's one reason why I think a journal is great. And I really want to, I really want to sort of start doing it. Yeah. And I think what's great is at the end of the week, as you were saying, Olu, when there's been weeks where I thought I haven't made as much progress as I like, I write that down. I write it down and I think, and I write down why um, I think that's happened. And that, that in itself is kind of a form of therapy where you can see, you can, as you said, it's just an outlet to get these things out. So. Yeah. Well, any other questions before you guys start like hotting me up? No, I think I think it's I think it's I think it's really simple. I think um, because I do also. I think it's just something which I again I strongly recommend because what I love about what I, I think the most the greatest thing is also when you write when you jot down what you're what you're grateful for, and I found myself writing things as simple as um, the meal to break my fast or hot water last night or my mattress mm. that I sleep on my walk to work yeah uh, the weather the weather Solid. yesterday and it's it's and it's these are these are important components that we need to remind ourselves of because there are many people around the world that don't have the very basics you know sometimes it could be the shower the pressure off from the shower i'm grateful for so it's it's yeah i just i just we should uh, i just hope all, our, all of our listeners can either buy into the same books you are um journal should i say or start a process of their own the, the one thing i was going to ask sure but you touched on it was how often does the book direct you to evaluate what you've written because it's all good to say yeah i'm going to write in the journal mm -hmm. but how often does it you and you mentioned that you've evaluated and looked back but does it give you any kind of indication to look back at certain points because a journal is only as good as you use it really mm -hmm. you can put in entries but until you read it to really understand how grateful you can be for a period of time mm -hmm it can be uh, classed as redundant. Yeah, so actually at the end of every month, so once you've done it, for, so at the end of every week, they ask you different kind of reflective questions. Then at the end of every month, they give you a survey where they ask you to, on a scale of one to 10, rate your health, your mood, your career, your uh, mental fitness, your, it gets like 10 different KPIs. And then it tells you during that period to actually reflect back um, and have a look at what you've, what you've written so it does give you that okay. reflection actually one other thing that i like about it because because i'm quite an action orientated person is at the beginning of every week it gives you a different challenge of what you should do so like for example um one of the week can be um tell a loved one that you haven't told for a long time it can be a family member a friend or whatever how much you appreciate them or reach out to someone that you trust and ask them what your what their opinion is mm -hmm. of you of you and how you can improve. And another one that I really liked, which really shifted my mind, was there was one week where it said, reach out to someone that the last time you spoke to them, it wasn't such a good experience and try and mend that bridge between them and open up discussion again. And when I read that, it's weird. It's just a small, small direction in a book. 
but that made me want to reach out to a person who the last time when I spoke to it wasn't such a good experience and then actually reach out to them and say look, look let's let's go out for dinner let's um catch up and helped mend mm-hmm. that um relationship with them so yeah it's very so going back to your question Daniel it does ask you to reflect back it also gives you direction on things to do for the upcoming week and every couple of months there's also check-ins within the book where it tells you about the journey that you've been on to look back reflect and yeah it's something that's a habit that I'm going to have for life now so okay and my last question um is how how long is the journal how long is it going for um so I think so I started this about six months ago and I'm still I there's still pages left so I think it's supposed to cover you for maybe six seven months so it's quite a lot um and then after that yeah you just end up buying another one okay Okay, and actually, cool. since that, I've also bought copies for my brothers as well. I haven't got around to giving it to them. So unless if they hear this episode before I give it to them, I was planning to give it to them. Over the Where did you get it from? Where did you buy it? Um, it's, so the book, again, I'll just repeat, it's called The Six Minute Diary. Okay. Um, the company is called Create Your Best Self. And also you can find out, you can order it through Amazon. Um, it's like 20 something pounds. It's quite pricey. So we'll provide, um, the, we'll link provide the link. We'll provide the link. Yeah, we'll provide an Amazon link. So make sure if you listen to this and you want to buy it, you click on our our amazon link which is on is on spotify or where is it on um it's on spotify but we're also looking to create um create a page where we have we're looking to create a a library of all the books we've recommended and an easy link for you to buy it rather than searching it because we wanted to get the right edition etc okay that makes sense we want to to make your life as easy as possible as well so all right cool perfect so yeah it's called the six minute diary you can it's available on amazon and also they have an instagram page which is at create your you are best self i'm sure we'll tag it in one of our posts yeah we definitely um, will we'll help you find that okay well thank you for sharing that um uh, book in inverted commas uh (laughs) (laughs) recommendation number jokes aside the journal does seem to be uh it seems to be a a powerful uh resource and tool to make sure that we are appreciating daily small things in life as p was also mentioning and also it's, it's a nice reflective point to look back on because even in the main topic we're discussing about mental health, these can be things or um, bookmarks to even to highlight and take you back to nice memories that can make you or possibly help you get out of a situation mm. if you're feeling down, but also to be grateful and appreciative for life. But that said, we hope you've um, enjoyed this conversation and discussion. I think we've all learned something in today's discussion and I'm sure we, we all have action points that we can take into the weekend, weeks ahead. But for now, that's all for this week's episode of episode, episode 20. 20. And we look forward to hear, uh, to, to speaking to you and uh, um, engaging with you via our social media over the next week. As always, any feedback, DM us at Take Flight Podcast or email us at takeflightpodcast at gmail.com. Have a great weekend and a blessed week ahead. Stay tuned and God bless. Peace. Take off.